Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's Indie Artist Music Hustle with Blonde Intelligence. I'm your host, Miss Ronnie. We're always seek to give you exquisite cranial repertoire. This week, we have a very special guest. We have Poetic Veteran. Say hello to everyone. What's up, everybody? How you doing today? Good. Still early for me, but, you know, I'm here. <laughs> Okay, well, what we're going to do is we're going to start out with letting you take over and tell everyone a little bit about yourself. All right, well, I go by Poetic Veteran for my music. Uh, I uh, I also uh, do videography and photography and stuff with my Gouch Vision brand. And, uh, yeah, I am Poetic Veteran pretty much is the title of my name. I am a combat veteran who served in Iraq and served 10 years in the military, and I've been a poet since I was 13 years old, so... Figured it just made sense to use that name for my music. <laughs> okay. So where are you currently at? Uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Madison? Oh, you in the cold. <laughs> Build <this> okay. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your company. Uh, well, I uh, help out clients that are underrepresented uh, minorities. Uh, I'm a minority myself in the LGBT community, you know, so I do a lot of advocate advocacy. Uh, activism um, with my brand with the veterans, the LGBT, and also I work a lot with the black community here in Madison, Wisconsin to help promote their art because, you know, black art matters at the end too because without y'all, there's no us with American culture. So I just wanted to make that shout out clear, crystal clear. All right. So tell me a little bit about you as a musical artist. Well, when it comes to music, I'm a little bit of a late bloomer. Uh, I turned 36 this year, and I'm just dabbing into the music now. I've been doing all sorts of stuff. Like, all my 20s was in the military, you know, trying to find my purpose there. And it's just been a healing journey throughout um, all sorts of different art therapy. Um, like I said, poetry has been my niche since I was 13 years old. Published at 16 for the first time, and then, you know, the military took me to a whole different direction. But then... Recently, I uh, joined a creative team here called Artist Collective, and they've been pushing me to be a bigger artist beyond my photography and videography and just pretty much get me back out of my shell. So um, my music is pretty much a reflection of me going through my PTSD and, you know, my life experiences with trauma, my own, and just tell my story and hope it resonates with people who can relate. So. Okay, so one thing that I do notice with people is if they are musically inclined, no matter what they do in life, they still keep with that, I would say, line of talent. So in the military, <laughs> how often did you use your talents to keep your other partners uh, in good spirits, especially being in Iraq? Well, I can think of all the way back to even basic training. Like I had had a group of girls with me and we would, um, I'm from the country. So obviously country music was big growing up too. So like t I was a huge Tim McGraw fan growing up. So we would sing, don't take the girl a lot in the Bay, just for morale boosters. And um, we've had karaoke and stuff like that. So I never went to the beyond of creating my own music, but like I would hang out with, friends, like-minded friends, other artists overseas and uh, hang out at hip hop nights, stuff like that for morale boosters. So when you're a certain persona, a certain personality, whether it's artist or logistic or whatever, you always draw yourself towards similar 
like-minded individuals and that's something I've always I've always been magnetized to so it was it's great to find those kind of people in life okay since you told me that you started out with poetry and that you've been doing poetry since you was 13 when did poetry turn into lyric writing um early age like I did um, probably when I was in my teens, I ran away from home and kind of used that to try to organize my thoughts and my emotions. And then even overseas, it was a huge um, outlet for me to write my frustrations and stuff that was I was going through and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's always been lyrically based. If you read some of my poems, you can tell it could easily be put in a song. But it wasn't until recently that I actually bought beats and put them and redirect them towards songs, so. What made you decide that? Uh, I, I figured writing books, you know, I'm a self-publisher author too, you know, writing books can only go so far, and I figured it was time to expand my audience and really try and expand my stories so it can help other veterans who probably went through similar stuff, as well as, you know, other LGBT community members who are trying to find their purpose in life. and. All that jazz so okay so with music what do you feel is your purpose um change like i'm very self-aware like my favorite is um conscious rap so i grew up with you know i love eminem eminem is one of my huge influences even now nf is one of my top influences with you know being drawn to so um and also like Kendrick Lamar you know Tupac you know all the great legends and stuff like that too so um I've always been drawn to people who actually have stories to tell I've never been really drawn to the the club stuff I mean there's a time and place for that stuff but like telling your story and stuff like that that's where I've always the music I've always been drawn to and that's kind of you can kind of hear that in my music like that's the direction I'm going so so tell me about your latest single, or is it your first single, or where are you at in your music career? I It's my debut single, and I just also released a spoken word uh, called Rocks and Hopes on Spotify and YouTube and Apple Music and all that. So I technically got two singles out now. Ever Been it was my debut sing- single as a song. So I, go, I flip-flop. I go from spoken word to music. So I'm poetic better, you know, kind of keep it up um and then my third single is called it'll get better and it's a suicide awareness single and that will be dropping at the end of february because y'all gotta have your mom first so <laughs> black history month isn't essential so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna release it till the very 28th just to keep with my monthly drops and stuff like that until i can get an ep out by my birthday on june 6th i don't see a problem with dropping it during black history month because with Suicide, that's something that is kind of like shunned in the black community that people don't talk about. So I myself wouldn't have seen a problem with dropping it during black history. I got you. Okay. So tell me about your process that you used, your thoughts, everything that you took into account and everything when you got ready to drop the actual single since it was being your debut and everything and you had never done it before. So what was your process? What were some challenges and what were some things that you found easy? 
Well, first and foremost, uh, I have to take a shout out to my team. I have a music engineer that helps me put my music together. Shout out to Marcus Porter here in town. And then also I have a business consultant that helps me with the business aspect of everything, including my music, Willie Wright. Um, he's from New York and he's just very business mindseted. So he helps us get the logistics end site down. Um, I think the only issue we really had is my hesitation of dropping it in the first place. Cause you know, you get the first nerves of if someone, is someone going to like it or is someone not, you know, like you get every artist, you can't just, every artist has that kind of doubt, you know, it's normal. But like after that, I just felt like, okay, like, I'm coming out of my shell more. I'm becoming the artist I was meant to be and just a late bloomer with it all. So, you know, it's nice to be able to um, get past that kind of eggshells and, you know, that level of insecurity from the trauma and self-esteem that you've been experienced in in your life. So it's a good stepping stone for the healing process in general. Okay. So out of all three singles, which one do you hold near and dear? I think it'll get better. As someone who's, you know, who struggles with depression and PTSD, like, I hope that one really, people can really relate to it and really get it bopping when it drops. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that itself. Um, but it's really, it's hard to just choose one because, like, they're so whole. It's my story. It, they're so personal to me, so... I just hope I can change people's mindset of how, you know, humanize the veterans that the veteran community as well as, you know, because there's so many more of us out there that's not, you know, going to the Capitol and <laughs> not to get political, but girl style. <laughs> <laughs> then just to, you know, spend some time in prison, you know, we have better things to do. Like, oh, Lord. <laughs> Watch it unfold on TV. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) So tell me this. How important do you think music is to just the average veteran? Um, Oh, it's huge for us. Like, I don't know any veteran that's not a music lover and doesn't carry, like, a playlist with them that either resonates their deployment or, you know, helps them through a deployment. Like the cool thing for me is, you know, I got to meet Twista for when I was shooting video for, during a, um, a concert he was doing up in Eau Claire. And I got to personally tell him his single hope helped me, was part of my playlist and helped me through my deployment overseas. And he was just so grateful to be able to hear that from a fan. So it's like, I think it, all the USOs and there's a reason why they send music artists and, you know, even entertainers, you know, even professional wrestlers overseas to have us meet them because it's just everything in the entertainment industry is a morale booster for us. So. So what point, cause I know we talked about when you decided to mm-hmm. actually to the world at one, what point did you get over? I'm going to say your shyness to present yourself to the world? I think I could honestly say I'm still working on it. Um, I'm working on finding an open mic to start performing right now. So that's another jitter rug to get through. But it's weird because like, when before I was, because I'm, I'm alcohol free since 2012. 
And before that, I was not, I was not stage fright because I had alcohol for my confidence. And I used to do like performing arts and stuff like that. So on stage and on theater. So it's, it's weird how you just, I don't know if it's like the isolation or whatever for so many long being out of the spotlight that got the nerves back, but like, I'm working on getting back to that level of artistry and being confident and sharing my music and sharing my story. So um, it's a work in progress. I I know a lot of other artists have said that it never goes away and that's normal. So I'm not really worried about it. I think it's a good sign when you have that anxiety before because you know where your passion is. Okay. So, so tell me, what do you feel about collaboration? Um, Actually, I'm not against it because I actually have one of my really good friends out in L.A. It goes by Case and Kofa. And we're actually in the process of making a remix already for It'll Get Better. And this, and the original hasn't even dropped yet. So the fact that he heard it and he really wanted to get on it right away, like that says a lot about my music, and how it resonates with people. And he's also, you know, a black artist. So that would be huge to have someone in the black community speak up about mental health as well. So. I am really excited. I'm probably more excited about the remix than I am about the original. Because <laughs> I haven't heard this. Oh, haven't heard wow. this yeah, I mean, Because <laughs> I'm just to be frank. He's He's been always a better artist than me. You know, I mean, obviously we're two different lanes, but like, you know, I've been I've been one of his day ones since, I've been one of his day ones since day one. So like, we go way back when he started his hip hop career when he lived in Madison, so he was a UW student and stuff like that, so that's how I met him. But yeah, it's just, he's a, he's a really good friend of mine, so it's nice to have that kind of support and support team, like, right in your inner circle. Because okay. it, it bounces, it helps the energy, negative energy bounce out, like, you're not worried because you have the reassurance of your friends and other artist friends that support you. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you about that. I asked another um, guest that was on the show about friends and trying to pursue your career. So do you feel like that your friends have been supportive or you have, per se, dropped off some friends and picked up new friends that was more aligned than what you had going on? So tell me about friendships being in the music industry. I think it's a little mix of both. Um, I'm lucky enough to have a support system that, you know, saw us beyond like the bar scene or, you know, um, saw me more than just my current employment at the time, you know, but there are some people you have to wean off. They're like, well, you think you're better than us because you're never here or, you know, they have just so much demands of you. And it's like, no, I'm trying to get my life together. I'm trying to get, you know, it's not. It's never personal when we take a step into the direction we want to go, and that's what people need to realize. Like it's just the fact that we're just not on the same level as you in life, and we need to find that level for us and for our peace and for our happiness. Yeah, so, I agree with you. But the team <clears throat> now is the one that's actually pushing me to get more on that level where I need to be. So it's nice to actually have. Uh, inner circle like I said I have an inner circle that even my family is very supportive my brothers enjoy my music when I send it to them so I I'm one of the lucky ones that have the support (laughs) describe your genre uh it's more of a fusion really um 
my biggest influence growing up was hip-hop music and still today hip-hop music and punk rock so you know grew up huge simple plan fan and good charlotte fan you know so plus you know being a huge you know eminem fan tupac fan you know all them um and just hip-hop in general like even today kendrick lamar is one of my favorites you know it's always the West, the, the Dr. Dre got some of the best artists coming out from his little studio over there, you know. And even the even Brooklyn has some great ones, Jada Kiss and all that, you know. And I even grew up a huge Bone Thugs and Harmony fan, so like that's my all-time group, man. So, um, yeah, so it's a fusion of you know I call it emo rap, I guess. Um, I sing and I rap, so it's it's a fusion of genres. And it's, that's not always a bad thing, you know. Okay. So tell me this. How does, for you personally, social media fit into your business plan? Uh, my social media is huge. Um, I try to post at least one to three times a day, whether it's on um, my brand, my, you know, my photography brand to keep um, clients coming in or, like, my artist brand, like, I'm starting to fall into the TikTok rabbit hole just to get some new um, fans in that realm. So I've been playing around with TikTok now. So um, yeah, social media. Like, I don't think I'd be where I am today if it wasn't for social media. Like it showed me a world beyond my small town USA type. So it influenced a lot of my changes and a lot of my um, mindset in the world. Okay. Small town mentality. Well, since you say small town, internationally, not the United States, what do you think the biggest fan base is? Right now, with everything that I've done over the years, um, probably India right now. Um, so that's the the second most interactive people I have on my Facebook fan page is people from India. So that's where I'm. Th- that's where. That's what I've noticed on social media. So, Okay. Well, I thank you for coming. I want you to tell everybody where they can find your latest single, the name of it, your social media handle, and anything else you would want someone to know about Poetic Veteran. All right. Well, you can find me pretty much almost on anything under Poetic Veteran, um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, as well as you know Spotify, Apple Music, um, YouTube. Um, that's where you can find my most recent single ever been, uh, it's uh, out now. Um, it'll get rocks and hopes is out now. If you are a poetry fan, um, and it'll get better be dropping at the end of February. Um, other than that, um, what else should I say about me? The book, the book, um, the books are all self-published on Amazon. So um, there's fallen angels out now, evolution of oneself. We're gonna get more in depth with my story, and then I'm gonna re-release my bestseller, um, "The Road to Healing," which is pretty much a journal and equestrian um, journal and poetry collection from when I was going through equestrian therapy through my PTSD treatment. So that's gonna be coming out soon again as well. So be on the lookout for that. All right, y'all heard her. You can find her book on Amazon. You can find her music on all musical platforms. She has a video that has dropped. She has a lot to say. And follow her at Poetic Veteran on all social media platforms. Thank you for coming. You're welcome. Thank you for this opportunity.
All right. Well, you can find us on all podcasting platforms. You can find us at www.blondashintelligence.com. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And we will see you next week. Bye.